listening to PetLifeRadio.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Showjob. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shodrai, and today we're talking about the Dog Writers Association of America. Here comes my rant of the week. A week doesn't go by that I don't read a dog story in the local or even the national news, and in many cases, I'm moved or I'm entertained by the article. But more and more, I read columns and features that leave me growling. That's because the writers don't know Beagle from the son of a Bichon or are clueless about aspects of the issue that strikes at the heart of dog lovers everywhere. Now, it's great we have news coverage of controversial canine issues such as oh, breed-specific bans or mandatory spay-neuter, as well as the warm and fuzzy coverage that we all love. Some of these news outlets have growled once too often at otherwise cordial dog people. And now I'm hearing from some clubs that are trying to ban the press from dog shows. Now, these clubs wouldn't have a problem if a real news hound was on the job. So someone who truly understood the issues, right? Well, we'll find out today from my guest just where folks can find these savvy dog journalists. I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Deborah Eldridge. She's the new president of the Dog Writers Association of America. Dr. Eldridge has practiced for more than 25 years at a small animal clinic, and in addition, she's a regular columnist for Dogs in Review and is very active in the world of dog sports, participating in agility, fly ball, herding. Well, that's just to name a few. So come, sit. Stay, and we'll be right back with Dr. Eldridge after these messages. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Hey, ready to take a walk? Not just you, but the whole family. It's the 2009 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 7th from 11 to 3 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet related. Whisker Walk 2009, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do. And get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. 
every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. And please help me welcome Dr. Deb Eldridge, a veterinarian with some pretty nifty insights into our topic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Deb. Hi, Amy. Good to be here. (laughs) What I'd like to start out with is have the guest tell a little bit about themselves, in particular, what critters share your life and love? What kind of dogs, cats, or other animals do you have running around? Um, well, actually, we have kind of an interesting household. Um, at this moment, we have one cat, two donkeys, one goat, 14 ducks, one mini horse, four horses, 10 sheep, six dogs, and actually, <laughs> um, we have six puppies as well. Ah, so who had babies? Um, my daughter's Belgian Trivune had a litter of six puppies. How exciting. So I know that uh, you're up to your, your armpits and furry critters half the time, so uh, now you've, you've taken on a new job, and I'm sure that there are listeners out there that really were kind of cocking their ears at the mere mention of a Dog Writers Association. Care to tell them, what is it? What is that all about? Do members sit around writing fuzzy stories with talking poodles or what? Actually, there might be one or two with talking poodles. Um, (laughs) The Dog Writers Association of America is a professional organization of people who write about dogs. And this includes everything from serious medical topics to mysteries, children's books. We also have a number of photographers and artists who belong, again, you know, emphasizing the dog theme. But we have people who cover pretty much every aspect of dogdom. I understand also you have people in media, radio and television and all all kinds of things. I'm speaking up here because I'm a member of dog writers and Hey, we're doing radio right now. I realize I should have said that, <laughs> but that's true. We do have also people um, working in TV and radio, um, people with cable TV shows, people who make videos. So we, have, we cover pretty much all of the communication media from the viewpoint of dogs, websites, a lot of cyberspace um, media, blogs. The whole gamut. Well, how old is Dog Riders now? When, when was the organization founded and how many members are there? Um, Dog Riders was started now 74 years ago by, as I joke, six men in a bar near Westminster. It now <laughs> has between five and 600 members. And as I said, we cover a wide range of areas of any aspect that involves dogs. Okay, so what are what are some of the things that the club does? I know that you mentioned Westminster. What's the link there with Westminster? Well, the organization literally started kind of in the shadow of Westminster 
And traditionally, Dog Riders has held its annual banquet and awards ceremony right around the Westminster Show weekend. The way it works, we hold a writing contest every year, and people, even who are not members, can submit entries depending on their category. These are sent out for judging, and then the results come back. You find out if you're a finalist, but you don't know if you're a winner until that night at the banquet. Along with regular categories, we also have a number of special awards that might be for the best article written on health care or the best humor entry, and those are also given out the night of the banquet. Okay, so it sounds like a really wide-ranging group of folks, because I know that there are people from all over the country, literally all over the world. That's true. We have a number of Canadian members, and we also have some European members, and I think a couple from Australia. Wow, it makes Uh, you wonder, do dogs in Australia bark with an Aussie accent? uh, No, but they bark upside down. (laughs) Okay. Well, something I do want to address, though, because this has hit some of our dog writers' email list, some concerns about people getting very antsy at the dog clubs. They don't want bad press, so in order to keep the bad stuff out there or the uh, away from, from the club, they're actually trying to ban the journalist from coming in. Now, is that a good way to deal with this? Or, you know, f- to my viewpoint, why don't you just invite dog rider members to come in, cover the show, because they know kind of what the issues are and the pros and cons and can give a really good balanced view. I agree with you 100%, Amy. Our local dog clubs always encourage press. Um, We recently held what we called the Dog Expo, and we had a Meet the Breed section. We had demonstrations on everything from agility and obedience to carding, freestyle. We had talks on grooming and massage. And for all of those, we talked to the local TV stations, got radio spots, encouraged the press to come because you need to have the people who are knowledgeable and who love dogs providing information. And that goes along with what you said about who you would invite to cover your show. Yes, you can invite the local sports guy, but I can guarantee you he's going to give the same jaded report. Oh, I was at the dog beauty contest. You know, there was a poodle and it looked funny. If you get a dog person, someone like a dog writer who actually knows the sport, knows the breeds, they are going to bring so much more to their article and really give you some in-depth look and a better understanding of what's going on. Dog shows are, in a way, a beauty contest, some of them, for confirmation. But at the same time, you are looking at the breed as it was developed for a certain purpose. So the average person goes to a dog show, looks at the golden retrievers and goes, oh, they're so pretty, they're yellow, they're fluffy. A dog person goes and looks and says, now that dog was developed to be able to work in the field, to work in water. Does that dog look like he could work all day? Could he swim and retrieve a duck? So they're looking at it through the background of the history of the breed 
and knowing what those dogs were originally developed for. So they've, they're coming at it with, armed with the information, and they actually, you know, sometimes I don't think that the public realizes, but it's as important to know the right question to ask as it is to find out the answers. Absolutely, and I think you see that with um, the televised dog shows, okay? David Fry is often kind of the spokesperson for the shows. He is such a knowledgeable dog person. He's actually a member of Dog Writers and on our board of directors. And when he's giving out information, you are getting correct information and information that's important and relevant. Right, and relevant not only to the dog show fancy, but to pet owners as well, which is when you're talking about general information coverage by by your local press, they have to slant it for the general readership, the general audience that they're that they're presenting for. So that's important too. So I really urge folks out there, if you are in the media or you have an organization that is looking to have media covered your your dog event or you know on the other part your cat event there is also the cat writers association that's that's a topic for another show but look for a pet journalist that has a little bit of savvy and knows the right questions to ask and knows the connections so they can get you the information you need um, now deb you're th- the new president of this 70-plus-year-old organization. Now, there are always challenges when new officers come on board. Tell us, what are your plans for Dog Riders Association in the coming months and years? Anything new on the agenda that you can talk about? Well, I think it's very important, particularly in our current economic problems, to look for adding new benefits for members, um, trying to provide things like access to services at a discount, um, possibly providing services we haven't before. One of our greatest strengths is networking. And by that I mean if I'm working on a book and say I want to cover Flyball, I know that if I put it out the dog writer help I'm reading something on Flyball, I need to talk to has actually done it, I'm going to get a lot of responses from people who are knowledgeable. So my article or my book will be that much better because I've contacted knowledgeable people and people who write for international dog magazines. So we have someone somewhere in the organization who can help you. And my goal is to try to get as many members involved as we can And one of our goals, of course, is to spread the word about what wonderful companions dogs are, but that you also, for your dog to be a wonderful companion, you have some responsibilities, too. Okay, where can folks go to find out more about Dog Writers Association? Okay, we do have a website. It's www.dwaa.org. And we are actually updating the website almost as I speak. We do have newsletters up on the website available and contest results. And we're working on trying to get some more articles and things that would be of interest to the general public as well as for our members up on the website. 
Okay, great. Well, we will continue our conversation with Dr. Eldridge after messages from these sponsors. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We're back, and again, speaking with Dr. Deb Eldridge, the president of the Dog Writers Association of America and author of several pet care books, the newly updated Dog Owner's Veterinary Handbook. Dr. Eldridge has won writing awards from both the Dog Writers Association of America and the Cat Writers Association. Welcome back, Dr. Deb, and I'd like you to describe your new book. What's it all about? Well, it's actually kind of like a home encyclopedia for a dog owner that covers pretty much everything about dog care and health. This is not intended to know how to spay your dog at home, but <laughs> it, though I suppose you might be willing to try that. Probably shouldn't in the average home. However, if your dog is having a problem, you can go to this book, look up signs that your dog is showing, read about what could be possible causes, and get an idea is, something that even though it's midnight, I should call my veterinarian right away and plan to take my dog in, or is this something I can wait till the morning? Let's face it, when you're at the vet, you're nervous, you're upset, nodding as the veterinarian explains to you what's going on, you're sure you're going to remember it, you get home and you can't remember a thing. So hopefully, at least you can remember the diagnosis. And you can then look it up in the book and read more about it and feel that you are comfortable knowing 
what's going on with your dog and why your dog is being treated the way she is. Okay, well, how did you come to write this book? I know that this is a an updated version. It's been out for a while, but how did you get connected? In, the writer in me wants to know, how did you get this gig? This is a wonderful book. Actually, this was kind of funny. Um, my daughter and I had written a book for this publisher together, and they contacted me and said, we have this book, we'd like you to do an update. And I said, no. And ah. <laughs> they called me back three times, and I finally said, all right, fine. <laughs> but I was at a point where I was very busy with a number of other projects, and I thought, oh, I don't really want to tackle anything that major. In retrospect, I am so pleased that they kept pushing me. It's a wonderful book. It really is, and I'm jealous of you. But uh, I wanted to, to talk so that people out there know there are a lot of books out there on the shelves right now. What makes this one different? Why should people pick this one up and leave something else on the shelf? Well, it's an extremely comprehensive book, which is a plus right there. I mean, literally, we cover virtually everything. I did the update, but the original book was written by a veterinarian and an MD, actually, who was very involved with dogs. Then the daughter of the MD did like the next edition, and now I've done the most recent one. So you've always had veterinarians involved in writing this. And I think I trust a lot of dog writers to do excellent health writing because they are very good at taking technical terms and making them reasonable to the average person. For something as comprehensive as this, I think having a veterinarian involved was a good thing because I've seen a lot of these cases. Again, one of my goals in my writing, when I'm doing medical writing, is to try to come across so that I'm not talking down to people, but that I'm making things easy for them to understand in real language. Where can people find copies of your book? Any of the um, bookstores, the major bookstores, and your independent sellers. Great. Well, we are out of time, but I'd like to thank Dr. Deb Eldridge and the producers for making Pet Peeves possible. I dare you to join me next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio for the next installment of What Hisses You Off. Email me suggestions or post a note to my blog by dialing up PetLifeRadio.com and clicking on the Pet Peeves logo. You can get transcripts that way, too. Woofs and wags until next time. And remember, keep your pets happy and healthy by keeping near at hand a dog care book. Check to see that it's authored by a qualified dog journalist like the members from the Dog Writers Association of America and Dr. Deb. That way you can be sure the information is up to date and insightful because you don't want your dogs to get peeved. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.